This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I don't have that many announcements to make today, you guys. Of course, if you want to watch this interview or any other interviews from the Coven of Rejects podcast, season four and, uh, or season three and up is where we started recording videos. So all of the episodes from season three and now season four are available for you to watch on Patreon. Um, the lowest tier is $5 a month. Every tier on Patreon offers something additionally, whether you are looking just to be able to watch the podcast interviews or you want extra witchy and spiritual content, additional content, mentorship, readings, whatever it is, uh, patreon.com slash coven of rejects go over there and then um, I've been getting a lot of questions about how can you support the podcast podcast room whatever I made an Amazon wish list of things that would be really helpful for getting better audio visuals um, and then decorating the podcast space itself and getting that all set up. So if you guys want to um, head over to my link tree that's in the bio or that's in the description wherever you're listening to this, you can go to my Amazon wish list and that'll have a bunch of different things for the podcast um, and for the podcast room itself. And then of course, our podcast is sponsored by Lost Trail Coffee. The owner is one of my best friends, Ryan. I call her the Enchantress. You can listen to her episodes. I had her on the podcast twice. She'll be somebody who comes back all the fucking time, I hope. We co-teach the Personalizing Your Craft classes together. By the way, we're gonna be dropping a fourth class because the first three classes were just fucking popping. So hang around for info on that coming in the future um but her episodes of the podcast were team psychic vagina and tpv and the mushrooms on ya dick and if you go and listen to the episodes you'll find out exactly why they are named that but i want to tell you about her coffee because although this is not technically a witchcraft podcast i am a witch hosting this podcast so i'm gonna fucking tell you how i incorporate coffee um from her company into my practice so with Red Mountain Sumatra, that is my absolute favorite flavor. If you are new here, I call it the Red Mountain Kama Sutra. It just is orgasmic on your fucking taste buds. I recommend it for coffee scrying. It is full body and earthy, which is going to help you ground while you're opening up your third eye and your other senses. Um, and then it's really going to help you to be able to stay focused while you are kind of looking in that black mirror of um, that coffee. The Hell's Revenge, I recommend for creativity spells. It has hints of hazelnut. And hazelnut is for inspiration, granting your wishes, wisdom, and luck. 
Um, the Old School Joe. I recommend that you use that for cleansing your tarot decks. Keep the beans whole, put them inside of a sachet or inside of a drawer or something with your um, tarot cards to just cleanse that deck. The Rubicon Espresso, this one tastes really good. I'll add a little bit of cinnamon or pumpkin spice seasoning into my grounds as I brew it. It's absolutely delicious. It tastes really strong and it's robust. It's my second favorite. Um, this one I would recommend for energy attraction and affirmations. So it has hints of milk chocolate, which represent the heart chakra. Last week I said the throat chakra and that was fucking incorrect. And at that point I'd already filmed it and was like, oh my God, it's on all platforms. But let me correct myself. Heart or um, milk chocolate represents the heart chakra. Um, and that's why it makes your heart so happy when you eat chocolate. Uh, it helps with balance, raising your emotional vibration, friendships, nourishment, self-love. So this is a really good thing for beginners to do affirmations. You're going to stir your coffee in the morning, speaking positive words about yourself. Some people swear that you have to stir your coffee clockwise. So if you're somebody who believes that, then do it. I want you to think about what you want to exude and attract that day and then absorb that energy as you're drinking your coffee and give yourself peace to set up the day. And then last but certainly not least is Fordy's French Roast. And I recommend this for helping to keep nightmares away. You can burn the coffee like an incense to keep away negative spirits, negative energy, it helps with nightmares. It's a full body roast, so it makes the smell a lot more potent. It's gonna add a little extra boldness and little funky freshness on there if you um, are looking for a lot of additional strength in something, protection in something, um, but also again, it's great for uh, adding some extra heat to workings. So if you are a beanful witch who's looking to just add a little razzle dazzle up in there, then I recommend the 40s French Roast. You guys can get 10% off of all of the flavors of coffee by uh, going to losttrailcoffee.com and typing in code COR-POD. The link for Lost Trail Coffee and that discount code are listed in the description wherever you are listening to this podcast, including on Patreon. This week's guest is a repeat guest. We have Renee back. I believe her TikTok is Moonlit Divine Goddess, but go ahead and check the description so that you can click on her link. Please go and follow and support her. Um, this is a podcast where I'm always telling you guys this is 18 and up. I recommend you don't listen around your kids, but this episode, we are really going to be diving in deeper into sex magic, past life stuff, um, talking about getting stoned. So uh, please don't listen around your kids. And then just a reminder that the Patreon is 18 and over. So I have had um, somebody who is a minor reach out to me and they're like, I'm 17. I listen to the podcast. I'd really like to join Patreon. I'm sorry. It is 18 and over. Um, we, you know, I gotta, I gotta protect the youth. And so if you're not 18, you can't get on there. So sorry about that. Um, I hope you guys enjoy listening. Please go and follow her and talk to you later. Welcome back to the podcast, Renee. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm super excited too. And first of all, I've gotten so much feedback from when you were on the first time and people are like, oh, she made me feel so comfortable, like just listening about like sex magic and 
people who didn't even know that sex magic was a thing that like discovered it through you. And I feel like having you on like opened up all of this, like all of these, honestly, it was women who like gave me feedback. All of these women who were just like comfortable embracing like their divine sexual energy because of you. Oh my God. That makes me feel so good. Cause that's really what I'm here to do is make everyone feel empowered and balanced and just live their best life. And you know, sex magic can help with that. So sex magic. Um, I just want to like remind everybody that we, especially when Renee and I are going to be talking, highly suggest that you don't listen to my podcast around children. Um, (laughs) The Patreon (laughs) is 18 or over. So um, we're just going to be getting into all the things we don't, we've already heard your story before. So having you back, I just am like, okay, we're friends now. Like we can totally just have like a back and forth and be more comfortable without having to be so. I don't know, on point about your, your personal story, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, again, welcome back. Um, where have you, so since we talked last time, um, a lot has like changed in your life. So like walk us through some changes that you have in the past year. Oh my gosh. Okay. So where do I even start? I started doing healing retreats with my friends. So I'm holding spaces and we're healing and just doing like lots of witchy things. And it's so exciting with that. Um, I started started offering past life readings, which I was doing for myself, but then I've branched into for other people. Um, what else have I been doing? Oh, I started doing classes for like divine feminine energy and all of that stuff. So I am busy. <laughs> so busy. I wanted to tell you, I actually went on your website because I was talking to you about like your past life readings Mm -hmm. and I have questions about those. Um, but I went on your website and I saw your class and I was like, okay, I'm going to end up taking one of your classes because I just think like, it's so rare to be able to find like other women that you can connect with without there being like catty bullshit. Right. And and people who are comfortable embracing sexuality without being like, oh, they're just slutty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel that. <laughs> I've always been like, hoe it out. Right. That's why I'm like, you know, go have fun. You know, we're only here. Well, we're on this planet multiple lives, but you only live this life once. So go have some fun. Fact. So let me ask you, so your past life readings. So do you do past life regression or do you do past life readings? So I do readings. I can't really do regression, um, but from what I do it, I see visions. So I see the scenario, I hear what's happening, um, and then just I just know where you are. And then it's funny because as I'm doing my reading, I'll pull up Google like after to show you like what I'm seeing, where I'm seeing it. Um, And then, of course, I use the cards to kind of confirm basically what I'm seeing. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really unique way of actually doing it. And to Google afterwards and pinpoint, like, I love the, like, the steps that you're taking to confirm things that you're seeing or for people. I think, like, that's really important to do 
I think inside of any reading that you're doing is like, I'm going to check for confirmation real quick to make sure like this is making sense to both of us. Right. Cause I, I have imposter syndrome still like when it comes to reading. So I want to make sure that I'm giving everyone accurate information for yourself and for my own like peace of mind. Something that I've really been loving doing inside of the past life readings is figuring out what cycles people are like taking with them, because I don't think that we talk enough about the fact that like you can have a certain emotional or physical response inside of things or certain paranoias or concerns because you've experienced something in a life that you've had previously that makes you feel weird as fuck in this life. Yes. And that's exactly why I do past life readings. I don't do them just for entertainment. Like, you know, some past life readers will do because, you know, they like history. But for me, I want to get to a karmic cycle. I want to know what the karmic cycle is. I want to know how you can move forward from that or how you can use that in this lifetime so that you can be more healed and more balanced and so that we can have a more peaceful society. Yeah, for sure. How did you start getting into doing your past life readings? Um, I've had past life dreams my entire life. Um, and during my healing journey on my twin flame journey, not everyone likes to talk about that, but on my own specific journey, I knew I had cycles from past lives that kept me from reaching my full potential with my spiritual gifts and my love life. So I started healing my own with my friend Kerr. Um, she taught me how to do it. And then it kind of spiraled from there. <laughs> I think that's really cool to be able to, I think a lot of people are different. A lot of people I think will go towards helping other people before they're doing it to be like introspective. So it's almost mm -hmm. like you flip-flopped it. Yeah, I did. Um, it was kind of selfish at first, but learning to do it for yourself makes it easier to help other people with it. There are people I've been encountering. There are a lot of people who can't do personal work, but can do work for other people. Like there are people who literally like, I don't know who my guides are. I don't know how to, like they can trust in their own intuition for like other people. But when it comes to themselves, I don't know what happens inside of their mind or whatever, but it's like, they cannot do things for themselves. So what I've noticed with that um, is that people will hit a roadblock because the, the trauma, the triggers that they experience is too heavy for them to move past that. Um, it's happened to me. I've had to go to other people to help me um, once I hit a certain point, but it's almost like you're digging through dirt and then you hit rock and then you're like, okay, well now I need a jackhammer, right? So you need outside help. That's how I see it anyways. I've totally had like, um, recently, like I had this, this whole thing where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get like spell working from like somebody else because I can't see what is happening around me right now. That's like creating this blockage or that's doing whatever. And, um, I think it's really important, at least for me to be able to have other people around that I could trust to be like this weird shit's going on. Do you mind just like tapping in because I simply fucking can't. Right, exactly. So even though I started doing things for myself, I hit a certain point and now I go to other people for everything I need, like spell work, 
um, healing, um, because we can't do everything by ourselves. You know, I have a friend who likes to say that we heal in community. So I put that into practice for myself and I think everyone else should too. I guess that's true because I guess that would be a part of like why I have the podcast is like getting <laughs> healing from the community. So I, I like that perspective of it. Me too. She's a, she's a cool person. <laughs> what other, uh, what other kind of shit have you been getting into? So first of all, you broke your foot because you were stoned and you fell. So let's tell the people all about what happened. <laughs> so where I live is a smoke-free like apartment complex. So we're not allowed to smoke on the property. So we went for a walk and I was in heels. I was all dressed up and I was smoking. And then I was, I got really excited. I rolled my ankle and then I tripped over my own foot cause I'm clumsy. And I rolled like, it was something like out of a movie where you're like rolling or like a cartoon, you know, yeah. where they just like, roll 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 and they turn into like this boulder or something yeah that that would that's what it looked like so <laughs> did you roll down a hill yeah, no I just rolled like five feet <laughs> I was gonna tell you were talking about um they gave you something for pain for that right yes so um in the hospital they're like do you want something like morphine or do you want a shot and I was like uh give me the shot please <laughs> Did it go in your butt cheek? No, <laughs> it went in the IV. <laughs> but like, I don't know. They just put a shot in the IV, but I don't know. I was already high. I want to be like super blazed. <laughs> I'm sorry if it just cut off on my end while you were talking. We got an emergency alert for a special needs kid that was kidnapped. Oh no. Well, I hope they find him. I do too. His name is Evan. He's 14 apparently, and he's nonverbal. So I hope that they. Oh, my son. Yeah. My son's off on the spectrum and he's 14. So. Oof. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I got that. Usually like I get the, the alerts and I'm like, okay, whatever. And like, I dismiss it. And this one, I, I don't know why it just like hurt my heart all of a sudden. Yeah. I feel that heavy energy. Well, I'm gonna send them love because I know I'm like a moment of silence for Evan getting home safely um yeah I was gonna tell you uh your story last night when you were talking about like the shot or whatever it made me think of this uh time that I went to the hospital and I wanted to tell you about it that's what I was saying remind me to tell you about this on the podcast tomorrow okay yes um <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it was like Thanksgiving or something. This was years ago. I was dating my, uh, my ex and anyways, Thanksgiving, we go out to eat. All of a sudden I started like throwing up blood. And so they took me to the hospital. I'm at the hospital. I'm hella anxious. And they give me a shot of Dilaudid in my ass. <laughs> I never had Dilaudid. I didn't know anything about it. And I'm laying in the bed and I started telling everybody in like literally everybody that came to my hospital room about Jesus <laughs> and the curtain, like, you know, how at the hospital, the curtain that goes in your room, like the top of it is like mesh, like mm -hmm. it's X's and it's like a little net. And I was like, you guys, let me tell you the story about Jesus and the fish. And I was telling them how he used a net 
like the hospital net to catch all the fish. And I just, it's, I will never forget that because I don't remember, I don't remember what my diagnosis was at the hospital. I don't know anything about the hospital other than I know that I was telling people Jesus's parables from the Bible. And, um, I was like, making fun of the fact that he was able to feed like the masses with like a couple of fish. And I'm sure that I offended people all inside of that place. And I just, I, yep, that's it. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I've only been given galotted one time and I literally had hallucinations the entire time. <laughs> so. that's what I felt like I was in the Bible. <laughs> and that was before I was like, you know, outwardly like into witchery and shit like that. And I know that like his mom was super religious. So I just look back on it and I'm like, YOLO. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. It was my spirit spirit trying to like be in touch. Like they're like, be the witch you were meant to be. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. Um, Speaking on Jesus, like Jesus was a witch. There's no there's no like way to get out of that like he was healing people he was you know transmuting things um like honestly that's how I feel anyways I saw this um so first of all I have yet to find a Christian witch who's like I will come on your podcast why I know I don't know I've reached out to so many and this is like a shout out if you're listening and you are you know, like a Christian witch who wants to come on, but I have not had a, I've messaged multiple. Nobody's been like, I would love to. I've had people tag me in somebody's comments before and be like, you should get on this podcast. And they'll be like, sounds cool. And then they'll ghost me and they'll never even respond. I don't, I honestly, I think that there's so much judgment that happens. And like, I reach out to people specifically right now. I've been reaching out to them from like TikTok or Instagram because I can go through their social media and get like a sense of who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that people just are nervous about witch talk. And I think they don't want to go and be made fun of or like be dragged out. And I think that a, a lot of people are looking are like expecting some kind of ulterior motive I understand that but what I have to say about that is who gives a fuck (laughs) like be yourself the right people are gonna find you and they're gonna love you for who you are so who cares who judges you that just means they're projecting dude projection (laughs) has been like this crazy ass theme And I've been noticing in your videos too, and maybe like, I don't know, I've been feeling such a draw towards your content lately. And I feel like a part of it could be because you're discussing projection so much Mm -hmm. and people accusing you of using your energy towards them. And you're like, who the fuck are you? Literally. (laughs) It's been something that's happened my entire life though. There are like all my old friends like they're not friends anymore obviously I've always had people who are like you have bad intentions towards me when no I don't you're projecting your bad intentions I literally want to see everyone succeed I want everyone to be successful I just want you to respect my boundaries that's it you know I'm a pretty easygoing person to be a friend with I just don't understand using your energy 
and maybe it's because other people use their energy in this way, right? So maybe it's because, and yeah, projection, but maybe it's because the way that they utilize their energy when they're no longer associating with people is what they assume others are doing to them. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening. Um, again, I don't care. Like, honestly, I just, I create my content for other people so they don't feel alone. That's what I feel like I do that too. And I think that a way that we, especially as like, we do like communal healings and things like that. And we're really Mm -hmm. like involved inside of a healing community is I think that we get certain content that comes to us to do because it's supposed to be helping somebody else. And I think that even if it's triggering other people, it's obviously helping them in some way to realize that like, oh, there is this emotion that comes from me watching this type of video or something, whether they use that information in a bad way or not, they're learning. Exactly. And when you're authentic to yourself and you don't really care what other people think, that triggers other people because they care what other people think and they aren't being their authentic self. I just can't imagine living my life giving a fuck. Truly. I can't Honestly, <laughs> I used to, but now I feel just so free, like just to be who I want to be and not care. It's, it's literally liberating. Do you feel like that helps you as somebody who does content though, to be able to put things out there without the concern of how it's going to be perceived necessarily? Yes. So before, like I said, before I cared a lot, um, but now, like, honestly, I know that spirit, (laughs) we'll be right back. Apparently something's going off in my living room. So sorry. My husband left his phone at home. Oh, yeah. And so his phone was vibrating on the couch and my son's like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) <laughs> it was vibrating on his desk, so it was really loud because it was vibrating on glass. Anyways, Aww. back to our scheduled programming. I know that spirit, God, source, whatever you want to call the universal energy is going to bring me the people that are meant to be in my life, regardless of how I present myself into the world. Um, as long as I'm being true to myself, empathetic, compassionate, I feel like that's going to draw in the people that are meant to be drawn in. And outside of that, I really don't care. <laughs> Do you, I feel that way about timelines too. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's going to happen for me when it's supposed to happen and stressing out about it only makes it so that I'm not actually putting all of my energy into what I'm wanting to manifest. I'm over here worried about getting it done in a certain amount of time. Exactly. And that is a true example of being in your divine feminine energy because people think that it's gender-based when in reality, it's just an energy. So you're open to receiving from the universe what's meant for you. And when we're talking about like a feminine energy too, exactly what you're saying about it not being a gender thing, like it's specific uh, characteristics and energy that you have. It's becoming um, confident within yourself Mm -hmm. and um, being able to um, express yourself freely without concern for others. It what other, what other attributes would you put with like feminine energy? 
The feminine energy is more like your emotional side. It's your creative expression. It is your intuition. It is how you present yourself, which is a part of creativity. Um, being confident, obviously. Um, being open to receiving from the universe, because this is how it was explained to me. We as women, we receive the sperm to create life. So it's being open to receiving your blessings from the universe in order to create what it is that you're meant to create in this life. Oh shit, okay. We're talking about sperm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it goes with the sex magic. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that one made me choke a little. Not the sperm, but just, I mean, <laughs> I, okay, I want to actually get like more in depth on sex magic with you because last time we kind of like started touching the surface a little bit, but afterwards you're like, I could have dived in on like more details about sex magic. So can we discuss from you like what are different ways that people can use sex magic and what for? You can use it to manifest anything, honestly. You can draw in a partner. You can get abundance. You could get a new house that you want. You could uh, get the job that you're wanting. Like literally manifesting with sex magic because it is like the purest, most powerful form of energy is literally the best thing you could do for yourself. Um, especially if you want something done very quickly or to last a long time, um, that energy is going to help bring that in. I was discussing sex magic with my husband um, <laughs> because <laughs> it was, I have to get him on the podcast. Like I have to have these kinds of conversations. I found it. It's this is what's ringing. It keeps doing emergency alert. Yes, somebody got kidnapped. That's why. Oh. You can go put it back on the desk. <laughs> He's so sweet. It keeps doing an emergency alert. Um, um, does that mean there's some kind of like emergency that's going to pop up for one of us? At the emergency, it's that kid that I was telling you about that got kidnapped. I know. But I look at everything as a sign. So if something keeps ringing, it's an emergency alert. I wonder if something's going to happen. I'm not putting that out there. I don't know. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to that for myself. <laughs> well, I'm over here. Uh, let me light some protection. Yeah. <clears throat> Do a little, little candle, little candle dew over here. Okay, so I was talking to him about um, sex magic because we got the rental house and the way that it worked out was just like the most random fucking shit. And I was like, oh yeah, the sex magic worked. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, what kind of shit are you doing? And so I, I was talking to him. I was like, you can like manifest. So I was talking to him about, um, you know, utilizing that energy when you're having sex and like envisioning what you are wanting to happen with my manifestations. I have to be extremely 
literal with my visions and have out exactly what I'm wanting. Imagine myself there. Imagine having this feeling that I already have that thing. And if it's things that are for my husband and I specifically, like that shit always comes into fruition hella fast before I knew what sex magic really was. Um, but like, I, I always thought that it was a trauma response about sex (laughs) that I would like always be thinking about other things or like being in like a different reality when I was having sex. And um, I would be like, this must be like a trauma response. I'm taking myself out of the situation because of things I experienced as a child or whatever. And then I started realizing that, no, I'm literally putting myself, like I am like astral traveling to where I know that I'm supposed to be and making that happen for myself and exuding that fucking energy. Exactly. So most of the time I'm focusing on what it is I'm trying to manifest, but sometimes I am somewhere else, like with my person's higher self and like, help, like, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but like in the astral with my person's higher self and, um, or manifesting what it is I'm wanting. Like, that's how I got the apartment I'm in now. <clears throat> By, by manifesting during sex? Yes. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Me too. When you were here last time, were you starting to date somebody or no? Uh, no. We're technically still not dating. <laughs> it's a long story, honestly. I feel like <laughs> I, I, should, I don't remember. I For some reason, I had felt like you were maybe talking about twin flame that you were having like an experience with. And if that was maybe not. Yeah. Didn't you come here last time and you were talking about like your twin flame cycle and you were in the midst of that? I think so. I'm not exactly sure. I do know I, I set up a goal and that you were like, well, if I find anyone, I'll let you know. <laughs> but this... I don't know where I'm at, honestly. I feel like things are progressing in the right way, but then things regress. Um, I literally live in the same apartment complex as him. So, yeah. <laughs> they can't yeah. be smoking in there, but they can be fucking. Oh my God. <laughs> no, that hasn't happened. Um, Honestly, I don't know where he's at. I know where I'm at. I told him how I felt, um, but I don't think he's ready yet, which is okay. Right now we're friends and it works for now. I'm just happy if you're fucking happy. So you're inside of this apartment now. You do your own shit full time. Exactly. So you're in here like doing readings, being your badass self not giving a fuck what's happening with somebody else thriving I love this for you what is your next goal that you're kind of manifesting my next goal okay so my short-term goal I started offering my divine feminine classes because I want to help others step into that power because in this world we are very divine masculine driven it's very control very action you have to work hard for what you want I want to help people relax and live their best life and not have to focus on when the next 
paychecks coming in or what the next activity is. So that's my short-term goal. My long-term goal is actually, I want to host healing retreats every month where people can come in, they can get healed, they can have a sense of community, um, find that balance within themselves. Cause I do hands-on healing um, and really just create a community for everyone. Where do you live again? I'm in Florida. In Florida. Everybody's in fucking Florida. I'm like, I want to go to a healing retreat. Um, I'll have to talk to you too, because we've been talking about setting up a retreat and I've never set one up before or done one. And so I think it would be cool just to talk to you and find out kind of like some of your experience and whatever. Of course, we can definitely talk about that. My retreats aren't going to be in Florida though. I'm actually traveling. So my first one in Tennessee, okay. um, in the mountains. Um, but I definitely want to do Colorado, Utah. I want to do Nevada and Arizona. Like I love to travel. So that's something that is on my like list of goals. Listen, the podcast <laughs> is going to be traveling and <laughs> it would be super cool to meet up with you over on the road. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. You're going to be in the fucking Appalachian Mountains of Tennessee doing spiritual workings? Absolutely. Listen, my family, so on my dad's side, is Native American. My my grandma was Native American, and my dad's dad was, like, redneck. So, like, it came together to make my dad, which then made me. So I have that energy within my family line. She said, we got some Native American rednecks over here. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Now I'm excited. Okay. So do you already, have you already done, um, things inside of like Appalachian mountains already then? Um, technically yes, there are not big things, but obviously, um, a good thing to do when you go to a place that you're not native to is to bring a gift, <laughs> Um, so it doesn't have to be like something big, but make sure that it's native to that area. So you don't bring in like non-native species, um, but like just leaving an offering to the forest. I like to talk to the plants because plants and trees and animals, they all have souls. So I like to say, hi, thank you for letting me come in and just appreciating and being present in the area. Yeah, I like it. I know that there's a lot of different types of magic that are practiced, like in those areas, specifically inside of like the Appalachian Mountains. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, I don't know if it would be considered like folklore or um, just like stories passed down about different things that happen inside of those, um, like that area. Do you know any of those? I don't because my dad's dad was not a part of my life. So I don't really know any of those stories. I believe that they're true. I definitely think that they ring truth to them. Um, I used to watch Finding Bigfoot before my spiritual awakening. Like I was obsessed with that show. So maybe there's like some truth in that, (laughs) but I don't know any. I've always believed that 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 the Bigfoot shit's real maybe it's not like a Bigfoot but I totally believe it yeah 
And I can definitely tell when I go into like certain areas, like in Eastern Tennessee, like outside of Johnson city, I was in like the mountains there and I felt like I was being watched and that I was unwelcome. I left within 10 minutes. Like if you feel an energy when you're somewhere, that means you're not welcome and it's time to go. Thank you for saying that. People don't listen. Like that is your intuition and people will, oh, well, like whatever. I'm just being paranoid. Get the fuck out if you feel paranoid. No, if you're paranoid and you feel like something's watching you, you got to go because you're not welcome there. We went, I went to thrift shopping with my friend Ryan when she was visiting and we got in there and I was like, this place is making me unfucking comfortable like I can't explain it but I am uncomfortable right now and um we were well I just felt itchy and I just felt gross and I was like we need to go I I just we had to go outside because I I couldn't handle it I didn't like I didn't get anything from there I didn't want any energy that was attached to it it was like I was out of my skin and not that I'm not usually that comes with some kind of a message right like it's at this point with where I'm at, I'm like, I would have a direct download of like, you know, this object is attached to somebody, whatever. There was absolutely nothing other than just the feeling. And I was, I did not like it. Right. Yeah. I always go based on my intuition. It doesn't have to be logical. I just know if I feel like I'm not welcome, I'm out. It doesn't matter where I am. Did you always kind of feel like you could trust that feeling or did it take you a little while to like harness understanding your intuition oh god it took me forever I literally talked about this on my Instagram I'm sorry um I literally just talked about this on my Instagram earlier so growing up um my mother was a covert narcissist um so I wasn't allowed to have my own feelings I wasn't allowed to have my own thoughts I was gaslit when I did have feelings and express them. And then because I had an abusive mother, I got into an abusive marriage. I had um, a boyfriend after that who gaslit me. So my entire existence, I was never allowed to trust my own instincts. Um, That came with time with literally giving readings to people. I felt the imposter syndrome so badly that it wasn't until I got like a thousand reviews where I started trusting myself. (laughs) You're like, okay, obviously like some of this is legit. (laughs) Yeah. So I still have issues like in my personal life, trusting my intuition, but when it comes to like reading for other people or healing other people, that imposter syndrome is gone. Um, when it comes to like being in an energetic place that I feel uneasy, I can trust that feeling, but like in interpersonal relationships, I'm still struggling. I struggle with it in interpersonal relationships too. And I think that that too, I don't know about for you, but for me, I kind of like give passes because I'm like, everybody's like on their journey. Like, you know, I make mistakes, other people make mistakes, whatever. And, um, so I just give a lot of things a pass. And if I, if it's, if it's somebody that like, I don't really give a fuck about then whatever. But if it's somebody that I care about, I'm like, I don't know. It's me like, Oh, did I do something weird? Am I making them feel a certain way? Like, let me, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it always ends up being that they were doing something funky and that's why. 
Right. And I tend to overthink too. Like if someone tells me, I don't know, like a friend, they're like, I love you so much. Um, I don't trust that <laughs> because I've never had that. I never had that growing up. I didn't have that in my past relationships. I had, you're crazy. Like, you know, and I hate that term so much. It literally triggers me when someone calls me crazy because that makes me want to act crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I am crazy. So I, so don't fuck around. <laughs> right? What does it matter? <laughs> I know. So yeah, you know, when it comes to interpersonal relationships, when it like comes to how people tell me things or how they tell me how they feel, unless they're being direct, I overthink it all. Like I don't trust it. But that's something that you recognize. And so that's something that like you can work on. I actually really want to pull you a human design card. Are you doing that? Yes. Um, okay. I really love this deck. I had, um, there's this woman, Christina, and she has this, um, her, like, I don't know what it would be business, I guess it's called realm of being. That's the name of the deck. And she gifted it to me when she came on the podcast and she talked all about human design and like did my human design for me and then sent me this deck. Um, so it points out a gift that you have, and it also points out the shadow within that gift. And it mm -hmm. can be a gift that you currently have, or it could be a gift that you've been working to evolve and, um, to have this strength, and then what the shadow in that is. So you got card 15 for magnetism. Oh, okay. I love that as a description for you. And then at the top of the door, it says a place for miracles. That's what the shop name is. Wow. Okay. Karn 15. Ooh, the sign is Gemini and Cancer. <laughs> I'm a Cancer. <laughs> I'm a Gemini. <laughs> That's fucking dope, dude. Okay. Well. The gift is magnetism and the shadow is dullness. The gift of magnetism. The energy of magnetism brings with it a, a rhythmic coalescence within the heartbeat of life, of the earth, and of every living and breathing organism. As such, even the most mundane and ordinary activities transform into opportunities for expression and meditation. Life itself is a spiritual quest in the place where no one seems to look, like in a handshake, a smile, a walk, or your inner dialogue. You don't live just for the peaks and valleys or for the space in between. You are multifaceted and spirited. Thanks to your capacity for unconditional love, others feel compelled to live out their truth, whatever that may be. And then your shadow is dullness. Where do you resist life? There is a fear within the shadow of falling victim to a repetitive, dull existence. It is through this resistance that you might try to avoid the space in between with mechanisms of distraction rather than embracing the void. Move through the shadow by accepting all of life with full vigor, even the apparent dullness. This shift will allow all moments to blossom and bear fruit. And your themes are truth, perspective, acceptance, and the void. Wow. That resonated hard. <laughs> I was like, I have to pull a card for her. Oh, 
I know where I resist life. It's always in my love life. I can do anything else, but when it comes to love, I'm so bad at it. I almost thought I'm not bad at it. I'm inexperienced in what a healthy relationship looks like. So when a healthy relationship presents itself, I get scared. So (laughs) that resonated hard. Do you think that's why you like specialize in giving other people insight on love? Yes. I was told that by my guides that the reason why I went through what I went through was so that I could help everyone. Like literally I went through everything in a love connection that anyone would go through cheating, lying, deception, abuse, um, you know, trigger warning SA, you know, like I've gone through all of those things so that I can help other people in their own love lives. I think that's beautiful to, to be able to use your experiences to help other people in that way, because there's different ways people could take that. People could experience everything that you've experienced and use that as a reason to like close off and be like, oh no, I never want to have anything to do with that because I've experienced. Yeah. It's, and it's been hard because I was like that. I was emotionally unavailable. I tell people I was a fuck boy. Like when they would play games with me, I would play them back like 10 times better. And then they would fall for me and chase after me, you know? So I've been there. I've healed that. I'm open to love, but I'm still hesitant and trying to like remove those blockages to move forward. I love that you were like, I fucking played the game better than they did and it made them fall in love. It I did. <laughs> like they would always come back. Every single one of them, everyone I've ever like interacted with, slept with, any of that, they'd always come back. And it was, I thought it was weird until I like look, really looked at it from like a healed perspective. I was like, man, I was toxic. I would give them like a little bit of love and then I would draw it and then like run away. <laughs> So, um, now that you're saying that I'm kind of the same way. And it's, I always tell my husband, like, it's shocking that I'm married. Um, Mm -hmm. because I didn't, I didn't use my experiences in the same way that you use your experiences though. And so I, I resonate with you on like, you know, past things and different, um, approaches, I guess, to love. Mm-hmm. and I also stay away from it <laughs> <laughs> we're the runners so textbook you know how on the twin flame talk like everyone's talking about how the masculine is the runner that's not the case at all it could be the the divine feminine or the divine masculine it's whoever has the rejection wounds that runs the most and I definitely have very deep-seated rejection wounds it would be so interesting to get a like a uh I don't know if it would be considered like a love reading, but like with my husband and have a reading done because I can never figure out what our like connection would be called, what it would be because when I think of when I think of like I feel like he, I don't know. I don't, I don't really believe in the soulmate thing for myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that there's all kinds of different, um, 
like deep connections that I've had with people. But when you're talking about like a soulmate, I don't know that I believe in somebody just having like one soulmate that's their like forever person. Well, we don't, we don't have one soulmate. We have multiple soulmates. They could be platonic. They could be romantic. They could be a parental. Um, you have several romantic soulmates that come in that you learn lessons from, um, which a lot of people call karmics. Um, but if you can overcome that karma, they can be long-term soulmates. Like you don't just have one. There's only one twin flame, but as far as soulmates go, you have multiple and there's a lot. Well, I don't know. He's my fucking person. Like he's my person. <laughs> can't have him kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, I feel like we all have companions that we've had in multiple lives where we get jealous if someone, you know, tries to take them, but I agree. I definitely feel like there's multiple soulmates and I like the connection that you guys have. It's very, he's very docile, isn't he? Like with me? Yeah. He is with me, but he's not with others. Yeah. He's very like caring. Like I can see that. Yeah. I love that connection though. We're both not affectionate people. Mm -hmm. except to each other like we're not I don't know um I don't I I can't figure out like what our yeah I'll have to get a reading from you because I know that like our purpose together right now is to break generational cycles and mm -hmm. build and teach like ourselves and our kids like a different way of life like I know that we're combined together for like building business and I've always said like we'll build like our little empire or whatever because that is just like a huge part of our relationship is built on goals and like manifesting things like that's our love language like accomplishing a goal together whether like regardless of what it is like makes me horny <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to say I remember somebody like somebody uh like had talked shit online like two years ago and was like and she just says you know that her and her husband are gonna like build an empire and like whatever and like it's like a money-based thing and some people are comfortable like living in a tent with their man by a river I want to be somewhere elite as fuck and going on vacations and not having to worry about if I can feed my family or not. <laughs> That's the exact mindset I have when it comes to my person who I'm going to be with. I don't care who it is. It could be my soul, my soulmate could be my twin flame, whoever wants to build with me an empire that we can leave a legacy behind for our kids, where we can live comfortably, where we can travel and experience life that we're meant to experience, then that's the person for me. So I agree with you 100%. I want like, okay, so let's like, we're going to sit here and we're going to manifest what our, we're going to talk it out and envision what our future, what it's going to be. I'll go first. All right. <laughs> um. I want to have a big piece of farm property where I can have gardens and um, have enough food to feed like the community around me. I want to be able to hold spiritual retreats there and do healings there. 
want to have animals that we can use as therapy animals for people that come in for retreats and have it where we have little cabins set up so that everybody can have a communal experience, but be able to go and have their isolation. Um, I want the, um, the podcast to be set up so that um, we're now like my goal has always been that we're able to be on some kind of a travel channel with showing ceremonies that people aren't usually going to be able to see and um, being able to share people's stories and and connections in a different way. I want to be traveling for Lick It Like a Lollipop. My near goal future, I want to collaborate to do an interview with Paige on the Dumb Blonde podcast so fucking bad. And I'm manifesting that happening. And um, that is where I'm at. Are we literally the same person? Because <laughs> I'm not stopped over here. <laughs> so on top of all the things that you just said, because that is a part of like what I want, like my spiritual retreats. So I went to this glamping spot in Colorado and they have literal like glamping tents that's the kind of like retreat I want to hold is like with glamping style stuff where they do have the farm animals and all of that stuff. Um, but I also want to hold like a building, like a huge building for spiritual wellness, like spa services, healings. I want to have a therapist there, like, cause I believe in therapy. I want a therapist. I want art classes. I want music classes. I want to do all of those things within this building. Um, and I want other people to like work for themselves, but just pay me like rent. Right. So that they can have these things and I can advertise it and people come from all over the world to do that. Um, on top of the traveling and the healing retreats around the world. Like I love to travel. So that's something that's a part of what I want to do. And then where I live, I want it to be on a couple acres where I have a farm and I have a garden and I have animals. Like that's been my goal for a long, long time. So it's so funny that we have very similar goals. I love this. Watch, we're gonna, next year, we're gonna be like, guess what just happened? We both bought farms. <laughs> <laughs> literally we both bought farms we're gonna hold retreats come see us <laughs> for real though I think that doing like collaboration retreats with people I think that's such a fucking dope idea mm -hmm. yeah it is so I started with my friends um and then I am doing mine and I'm bringing other friends in who haven't done it before so I want to teach them how to do it like I love collaborating with other people and I think that's a good way to build community and a good way to get like word of mouth out. If you are doing something and you're doing it well and you're being compassionate and empathetic towards others, that's gonna tell other people and the word's gonna spread around and people are gonna come to you. Like that's literally how I built my business. It's not through social media. It has been a little bit of that, but most of it is word of mouth. Word of mouth is really important and also, oh, I'm going to sneeze, I think. Um, <laughs> ooh, okay. Um, word of mouth, yeah. And also people being able to experience different healing energy inside mm -hmm. of the community is important. And I 
the collaboration works really well as long as nobody has the getting jealous of watching their friend be successful with their clients like that's the thing i've had situations (laughs) where um somebody i was on a friend's podcast and somebody from that heard my episode decided to like get readings from me and join mentorship and like had moved away from my friend who had like is the reason that this person had found me and my friend was totally cool about it was like don't even worry like we're both succeeding like whatever they're they're moving on and evolving with energy but you could have a friend that is like that's my client what are you doing yeah I agree. So my personal belief system is that everyone can eat. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Like everyone can eat at my table. As long as you are respectful of me and my energy, I'll be respectful of you and your energy. You can take clients because that means that they're changing and evolving over to something you can offer that I couldn't. But that just means I have space for another client to come in that is going to need my help. So that's how I see it, too. It's very much like we're all a community. We're all trying to help heal people. Our collective goal and mission is to bring in a more peaceful environment for all of us. And we can't do that if we're jealous or envious of other people. Don't be jealous of your friends, ma'am. Yeah, don't get jealous. (laughs) I think too, everybody has uh, different gifts and uh, everybody, even if you do the same kind of practice, everybody's going to approach it differently and do it differently. And so Mm -hmm. I think having retreat set up where you have people doing various types of healings and energy workings ensures that every single person that's at your event is getting the exact healing that they're needing. Yes. Exactly. And I like, like everyone does have that different gifts. Like some people, they can channel art and music really well. So they should use that as their gift to do so. Um, Some people are really good with Reiki. Some people are good with quantum healing, which is what I do. It's more like in depth. Um, So I think everyone coming together to bring their different gifts to the table can really build a really powerful tool for other people to heal. And as healers, we can learn to and expand ourselves by seeing other people in their element, in their (laughs) element, doing like their workings. Exactly. Like I've learned things from my friends that I've put into practice and I will tell you exactly, hey, I learned this from my friends. Like it's not something I came up with originally. And I feel like we are all still learning. And as long as we're open to learning, we can evolve and grow and then we can expand our own gifts in that sense as well. That's why I like taking other people's classes and just, you know, not everything is gonna, not everything that I hear resonates with me or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I get somebody else's perspective and understanding. And I always get at least one thing different that I'm like, Oh, I, whether it's, oh, I want to research more into this, or this is really aligning for me. I think it's important to immerse yourself in other people's healing energy and to learn from other people's perspectives, how to use gifts. 
Exactly. And that goes back to the, hey, you're hitting a, a rock wall. You need to go see someone else to get a jackhammer, you know? So I really enjoy working with other people and learning from other people. And I think that we should all be open to other people's perspectives. And I really like that you do that here on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to thank you for coming back and sharing more about yourself. And you shared a lot about like your personal relationship dynamic and things, you know, that you've experienced. So thanks for trusting me and listeners with that info. Of course. And thank you so much for having me back. I love being on the podcast and being able to share my experience because I know it'll help someone eventually. It's totally going to help someone. Um, I'm going to end this recording and then uh, I'm going to talk to you. Okay. (laughs)